What's up, everyone? This is Lan here with another episode of Cheeseheads Weekly. This is episode number 40, and we have a big show coming up for you all today. Uh, we're going to kick it off with... We're going to actually have two separate guests on the show today. Uh, something I wasn't exactly anticipating beforehand, but uh, should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into it here in just a second. Uh, but I would like you to check out the Q&A and the polls on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, there will be Q&As and polls every single episode. Participation in those is quite welcome and uh, makes it a lot of fun to be on the show, being able to discuss with other Packers fans. Uh, there's a link in the description to send in a voice message. Um, link in the description of every episode on every platform. You can send in a question, or really anything you want to send in is welcome. Um, and um, yeah, makes makes the sh- makes a lot of fun um, for the show. Um, and haven't had one of them in a while either. Uh, the show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday. You can hit the bell icon on any platform that offers that option to be notified when a new episode comes out. Be sure to rate the show on Spotify and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. So far, I haven't even got any listeners on Apple Podcasts, which I find a little bit surprising. But I guess all my listeners, since I didn't have it on Apple, are just Spotify listeners now. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, you can tell your friends about the show. Um, any Packers fans you know of or any football fan that you think would like a show like this, be, uh, feel free to tell them about it. That's a great way to get the word out about the show as well as rating and reviewing the show. You can follow the show on Instagram at cheeseheads underscore weekly. You can check out the website at greatcove.net slash cheeseheads. Uh, I have it everywhere. You can follow the show. I do not have a link to my Instagram account there. I just realized that not too long ago, but we'll, we will um, get that get that out there before too long. And um, also, um, just to tease a little bit, I don't want to say anything specific in case it doesn't happen, but... Um, some big changes coming up here for the show, and uh, some exciting ones, hopefully, uh, as we look to make the show better. Um, so, that should be fun. Um, so, on the show today, we are going to have two guests on the show, as I said. One for a very short time, and then I will ba- bring Robin on the show. Um, then, later... Um, but first, um, the Packers did beat the Los Angeles Rams at home at Lambeau Field, 20-3. to um, A pretty dominating performance, to be honest. The Rams did have a backup quarterback playing in this game, Brett Rippon. And, uh, yeah, Matt Stafford was out. He's a big part of the offense. And so, you know, it's possible that it's just that the Rams were bad. But... I think the Packers did show some improvement, and we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a moment. Um, I will get uh, my first guest on the show 
to uh, react to the game and give our players of the game. Let's jump right into that. Alright, so we are here with uh, a very special guest here on the show. Uh, we got the the Packers general manager's nephew on the show here. Um, it was really kind of crazy how I uh, was able to get you on the show. Uh, just um, my cousin, um, who will be on the show here later, um, happened to have your number. Um, and uh, yeah, just it's really cool getting to meet uh, new Packers fans. And uh, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Not too bad, uh, especially considering the Packers were able to uh, get the win here. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's always great to see the Packers win, especially when they uh, lose three straight. Yeah. Um, and then before the bye week, we had the Lions, too. Yeah, exactly. So, actually, four, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, three however, straight after however the bye. That. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bad ones too. And uh, this one certainly wasn't perfect either, but they were able to get it done in, you know, I would say dominating fashion. Um, obviously, the Rams did not have their starting quarterback out there, Matt Stafford. But uh, – was really happy with their performance overall. Um, so I believe you said you watched the first half. Um, what were your thoughts on the first half? I think most people say would have said that uh, Jordan Love performed better in the second half. But uh, what were your thoughts on the first half? Yeah, I think um, just seeing that first touchdown, it was kind of a big hump to get over you know for sure it's been how many weeks has it been maybe seven or eight since we've had a first first yeah. half touchdown that's crazy man yeah for sure so that's good to, good to get over that i think the uh i think kind of the overall attitude that i saw in the first half even just was a lot better you know a big difference from the past weeks so i think that really changed just how we kind of came into each possession yeah yeah i would agree with that and uh i think the energy on defense was really good especially um again they weren't facing matthew stafford and i think that would have changed things quite a bit um but um i think the defense did perform quite well uh too in this game but yeah you mentioned that first half touchdown that was definitely mm -hmm. big um and you know was, the uh the penalties, though, is what I hated. I think there were two, what was it, neutral zone infraction penalties on Runyon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw so, those. Those were just kind of, we got to clean those up, you know. But other yeah. than that, I was, pretty, I was pretty happy with the performance. Offensive line was really stepping up. Our run game was a lot better, you know. We got a lot of carries. Yeah, that's for sure. 
really excited to see the 20 carries there that Jones was able to get. That was, that was big for this team. And, uh, we'll be talking about him a little bit later here. Um, so Jordan love, um, I don't think too many people will be talking about him a lot. You know, his stats, 20 for 26, 228 yards, one touchdown. He did take four sacks, um, but he did get a season high. Um, his completion percentage um, was right around uh, 77%, which is very good for uh, what he's been putting up uh, other weeks. Uh, what were your thoughts on Jordan Love's performance? You know, I think it was just, I think that being able to push away the pressure from him, you know, onto the run game. Yeah. And just taking away all that pressure of him having to make all these crazy plays. You know, I feel like the past few games we've just been piling on crazy plays for him. And yeah. he's just, he's just too, too run down with those. So I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, Emmanuel Wilson got in there with four carries, you know. So, I mean, I think them just taking off that load from Love and the offensive line stepping up this game, I think that really changed the whole scheme of play for Jordan Love. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think really in this game we saw kind of how maybe how we thought the formula was going to be for them to win. Um, we yep. thought maybe they were going to use – uh, lean on the run and lean on their defense, you know, the two mm -hmm. really strong points of this team. And yeah. they finally were able to do that. And that's, that's really exciting moving forward. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think without, without the run game, we're, we're really just hosed. I think we've seen in the prior weeks because yeah, we just haven't run enough. I feel like, but we'll see. Yeah. It's it's really good to see Aaron Jones out there healthy again. Um, we did have uh, Luke Musgrave get his first career touchdown. Uh, oh yeah, caught a twenty-five yard pass as well. Um, On a really good play call too. Yeah, yep, yeah. and uh, really great stuff to see from Luke Musgrave. We've been waiting for that kind of game from him. Um, I guess we will get into our players of the game. I do every week. I like to do, uh, give my three, normally I do three players of the game on offense and, um, three on defense. Uh, this time, I uh, decided to do, um, do it in a way, um, make it a little bit more fun. I had you. Uh, pick a player on offense and on defense, and I did the same. Um, so I'll let you go first with uh, your player of the game on offense. So I think it was I was I was just very shocked, or not shocked, but um, very happy with Aaron Jones, obviously. So I picked him as a standout player. You know, it was really clear that. His contribution to the carries and the yardage just took out all that pressure from Jordan Love, you know, 
prior to this game. Um, he didn't. So he had like eight and nine and five carries. So he, he didn't get over 10 carries. I don't yeah. know if that had to do with like his injury or just play calling, but it did definitely hurt us. But yeah. I think I think having 20 carries yesterday really just changed that issue. So I think I think prior to that he had been on kind of a pitch count, you know, for for his injury. So he was kind of limited to his snaps. But yesterday him being 41 out of 72 total offensive snaps, that, that totally changed it. Yep, for sure. And uh, caught four passes, was targeted six times. He actually had the most targets of any player um, in the oh, passing game. I think I lost. What's that? Uh, he was I also targeted. Connection. Yeah, he was also targeted six times in the passing game, which I believe is um, – the most, the most of any player in that game, um, caught four passes for twenty six yards. Mm-hmm. Nothing spectacular, but um, it's it's obviously great when you can get the running backs involved in the passing game as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, AJ Dillon, he had nine carries for forty yards. I think the um, the weeks without Aaron Jones in there really hurt him. You know, they took out all yeah. the all the run pressure. So defenses, when we did run, just stuffed A.J. Dillon, partly because of our offensive line. They just couldn't block yeah. for him. But yeah. now now that we have a multi-thread offense, I think it's really opening up everybody to make plays. So, yeah, and then Emmanuel Wilson, like I said earlier, he had four carries for 43 yards. So getting some different – different people in there to give some different looks. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to see that. And uh AJ Dillon actually did have a better a better average than Aaron Jones. Obviously had quite a yep. few uh less carries. But uh AJ Dillon uh the past few weeks has been playing a lot better. Um it's I've seen agree. I've seen some some burst from him um that I hadn't seen as much before. Um so I really yeah. like to see that for sure. All right, I will go next with my player of the game on offense. I'm picking Jordan Love. Um, like I said earlier, nothing spectacular, but he did go 20 for 26, 228 yards, um, an average of 8.8 yards, um, had the touchdown, and... Um, the nice completion percentage. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good, you know, overall performance, just showing how he can he can perform in the offense. Uh, he had a 115.5 passer rating, which is very good. And mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's his second best on the season. Um, the Bears game would be his best passer rating. And uh, it's by far his best completion percentage on the season of 76.9. So those two stats, I think, stand out the most for me um, when looking at Jordan Love in this game, especially the completion percentage. I think that was the main thing for me um, that I wanted to see go up. And Mm -hmm. I realize a lot of it, the past few games at least, 
was, you know, not really on him. There were some drops. Uh, he had pressure in his face. Again, uh, yep. we, we talked about the run game. It was kind of non-existent. Um, yeah, I think they found maybe kind of a formula to win, you know, leaning on yep. the run. And then mm -hmm. Jordan Love able to hit the open receivers. Um, and there were some drops in this game too, actually. Um, his, yep. According to PFF, if I can find the stat here real quick, he had an adjusted completion percentage of 87.5, uh, adjusted for drops and throwaways. Okay. Um, yep. So that's really impressive. Um, he was great from clean pockets, did not have a turnover worthy play, um, and did create two big plays against pressure as well. So, um, really like to see that and um yeah the offensive line did step it up run blocking and pass blocking i think i believe yep. he did take four sacks a few of the sacks um he had all day he just held the ball for too long and uh yep. ended up getting sacks i believe uh, according to pff only two um the offensive line actually only allowed two sacks on the game which is not bad considering you're playing against uh, Aaron Donald there on that defensive line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a big trouble. Yep. So we can go to the defense now. Uh, who is your player of the game on defense? Yeah, so I picked uh, Jair Alexander. So I I think that he's still coming back, you know. I don't. I don't believe he's at a hundred percent from his back injury. Yeah. But I think that him being in there and his experience for the defense is just a big upgrade. Cause for without sure. without our age, we need all the all the people that experience and all those star players just to get their reps in. But um his stat line with uh seven solo tackles, tackle for loss. And then two pass breakups. That was a really, I mean, it's a big help to have him making those plays. And then he has that tip uh, on that pass from Rippin to um, our other cornerback or safety, Anthony Johnson. Yeah. And he was able to pick that off, you know. So that was a that was a big play by him. Yeah, for sure. Uh J.R. Alexander, I think the whole secondary as a whole played really well in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, we saw Jonathan Owens making plays, um, mm -hmm. and um, my player of the game is another one in the secondary, uh, the rookie seventh round corner, uh, Carrington Valentine, and he had two total tackles, both of them solo tackles. One was a tackle for loss. Uh, he had, or sorry, he did not have a tackle for loss, but he had one uh, stop, I believe, uh, what PFF would call a stop. And uh, he had three pass breakups. According to PFF, he allowed only one completion into his coverage, which is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, especially for who who he's going up against, you know, him and Jair. Oh, yeah. They both have Cooper Cup, 
and then you got Puka Nakua. Yeah. I mean, some pretty, pretty threatening wide receivers out there. That's for sure. Kind of hurt uh, me though because I was playing Puka Nakua in my uh, fantasy league, you know. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's always the the downside playing fantasy players against the Packers defense. Uh, because you're rooting for the Packers defense, but you also want the your fantasy player to get you some points too. So it's it's hard to right. know who to root for there. Um, but yeah, he was targeted eight times. They were targeting him all game long. Um, you know, you want to pick on the young guy, pick on the rookie, and he had struggled at times in previous games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just allowed that one catch. Almost picked up, uh, picked off a pass near the end of the game. Um. And uh, he was really upset with himself uh, that he didn't pick it off too, jumping around. Um, I thought he just, he was playing with a lot of energy, man. He was really, yeah. he's really getting after it out there and played really like a shutdown corner in this game. Um, yeah, big I'd stuff agree. From Carrington Valentine. Um, yeah, I thought the defense really as a whole, especially against the run was good, but Really against against the pass too. They just they dominated in this game. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good game for them too because I mean the defense hasn't been playing bad. Like they've been playing pretty well, but our offense just hasn't delivered, you know. So yeah. I think it's good for them to play well and the offense to deliver just to get them over that mental hump, you know. I think it just yeah. gives an overall team mental boost you know because i was watching the locker room discussion it seemed pretty pretty good yeah yeah i think uh you you mentioned this too but they were playing with attitude and energy and just they were they acted like they were really they were really playing for something even though at this point they probably won't make the playoffs uh but yeah. they were they it's were not, playing to win. out of the yeah, it's not out of the question, though. I mean, no, it's not. That's for sure. And we'll I have mean, to lock down. Yeah, yeah, it, we will. And we got a tough, uh, pretty big stretch of games coming up. Yep. But uh, I know Jair Alexander uh, is talking about winning out already. So uh, we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I think I think we got some uh, brighter days coming. You know, love. Yeah. I don't. I have some hope for him. You know, it's hard to really just get a true assessment of him since we haven't seen a all-around good game yet, you know. So yeah. I think time time will tell with this team because of how young we are. Yep, I fully agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to evaluate love whenever you got the offensive line hasn't been doing good uh, and receivers dropping passes, and that's – that's kind of what you get when you have such a young team like this, especially yep, on offense. All the penalties. Yeah, that too. So it uh, looks like next week they will be playing against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, since I live in PA, I did think about going to this game. Uh, oh, yeah. Was not, I don't think I'm going to after all, but uh, thought about it briefly. Um, if I went, I would have to get some friends to go along with me. I have a few friends that are Steelers fans, so that's what I'd have to do. But uh, 
Yeah, playing at 1 o'clock next Sunday against the Steelers. That should be a tough test for the offensive line. And uh, and just, I believe um, the weakest point on the Steelers' defense is their secondary. Um, but their defensive line, they're really great against the run. They're really great rushing the passer, obviously, with T.J. Watt. Um, mm-hmm. should be a good, a good game to try to, um, to try to have some continued improvement there for the offense. For sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that game after this week, you know? Yeah, definitely. Could be a total, totally different Packer look. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. I guess we will wrap things up and, uh, move on but it was great being able to talk to you react to this game and uh yeah, yeah dude. thanks for having me yeah no problem uh yeah it'd be great to have you on again sometime yep for sure all right well we'll talk to you later all right see you man yeah all right so we got robin on the show now uh to talk some jordan love Um, Before we get um, into our Jordan Love discussion, I did want to just to start things off. uh, Ask you what your what your thoughts were on the on the Rams game. A little bit of a a slight improvement there for the Packers. Um, But um, do you think it was uh, the uh, more of a fluke or is it for real? And will they be able to continue that? type of performance um i would say somewhere in between yeah that's a good answer i don't think it was a complete fluke but i think putting too much stock into a game where you were playing what should be a third string quarterback without and a and they're starting right tackle out yeah um well and i guess technically they're starting running back as well yeah, that's true. I, I'm not putting too much stock into that game. I mean, obviously, a win is a win. Yeah. How it you dice it up, so I'll take it. But there was still a bunch of penalties. Um, you know, there were still mistakes made on all sides. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe except for the defensive secondary. The secondary played really well when I – Heard and seen. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I thought. Is a bonus which is a bonus considering, you know, they just traded a soul. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Valentine really stepped up um, in that game, starting in place of Rasul. Uh, what were your thoughts on Jordan Love's performance in this game? Definitely more consistent. Seem like. Yeah. I mean, still missing throws. That one to Christian Watson, I'm sure he'd like to have back. Yep. Um, really, both throws to Christian Watson, from what I could tell, the one he made a really amazing catch. I think Love could have threw that out a little further, too. I could be wrong. Okay. I didn't, I didn't watch play scrutinize it closely there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he didn't throw a pick. Yep. So. There, that's progress right there. Yeah. I think there's going to be 
it's gonna be more hills and valleys ahead. You know, I, I think we were all getting ahead of ourselves after week one a little bit. Um, yeah. And I think we were we were kind of fooling ourselves thinking with this team, with as young as they are, that there wouldn't be some, uh, you know, there wouldn't be some mistakes being made. Yeah. But I was, to me, it looked like his best game since week one all as an all-around performance. And his completion percentage was way up yeah. for him. Yeah, I would I would agree with that as far as uh, what you said there about uh, his best performance since week one. And that was his best completion percentage uh, on the year. And according to PFF, uh, his adjusted completion percentage, adjusted for drops and throwaways, was 87%. Uh, so that's that's pretty good if all your if your receivers catch all the passes. So yeah, there was still plenty of mistakes. There was drops. There was penalties. Um, the offensive line still wasn't perfect, although I would say there was an improvement, and definitely so um, in the run game. Uh, but I mean. I believe they had benched Rashid Walker uh, to start that game, and uh, they had Yash Nyman in. Yash Nyman got injured, and uh, so they had to take him out. They put Rashid Walker back in, and he had his best game of the year, maybe. Uh, he played pretty well um, from what I've seen. Um what are your thoughts on that? Do you think? What do you think uh, they should do at left tackle there with? Uh, Rashid Walker and Yash Nyman. I mean, if Nyman's, I didn't catch that part of it, but if Nyman's hurt, I mean, I guess you got to play Walker at that point. It's true. I'm not um, sure how how bad it was, but yeah, um, I I think you have to leave Jenkins at guard. I don't. I think he's. It's been proven that he's not a tackle at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think you can move Tom off a of right tackle. Um, definitely can't put Newman in the offensive line if you can help it. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Um, I mean, I think I think there's a very good chance they draft somebody highly next year. Yeah. I mean, or they do. Somebody. Yeah, they do like to draft offensive linemen. So I would, I was actually a little bit surprised when they didn't draft any last year. I wasn't really, I didn't hate that, um, really, because I thought their offensive line looked pretty good, especially if David Bakhtiari was going to be back. Um, and yeah, they had depth. Well, that's what we were thinking and. That's what I think a lot of people were thinking is, that, well, Bakhtiari will be back, and then you have, you know, Walker and Nyman behind that, and then, you know, you figure out the guards. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we were all hoping, obviously, for Myers to take a step forward, and maybe he has, but it's not very even very big. Yeah. I mean, there's been some interesting comments from – I believe Brian Gutekinds and uh, who else was it? Someone else said the same thing. Was it Adam Stenovich maybe 
that uh, Josh Myers is playing his yeah, his best football. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe he is by, I mean, very marginally, uh, not by much. Um, I think he was pretty good run blocking, at least in this game. I think pretty much the whole offensive line was pretty good run blocking, especially getting some push um, that way, actually being able to get off blocks and get that, get to the second level. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Myers is the long-term answer at center. And, yeah, I think what you said about drafting someone highly definitely could happen because – Bakhtiari's future is now up in the air again, and uh, and there's not a whole lot of I, consistency I, beyond that. Yeah. The, honestly, the only way I see Bakhtiari back is if they cut him and bring him back on a much, much cheaper deal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't see... There's no way they can pay him very much because you have no idea if he's going to be if he's going to come back and be healthy and be able to start. It's amazing though, how good he was when yeah. he was on the field. Like he was, he was never, he was never, his knee was never right at all. He never could be on the field for very much, but even though his knee wasn't right, he could, whenever he was on the field, the little bit he was on the field, he was so great. Yeah. Uh Unfortunately, I think his career got cut a little too short for the Pro Hall of Fame. Yeah. But he's guaranteed Packers Hall of Fame. For sure, for sure yeah. Yeah, very good player. Yep. Yeah, I think Zach Tom is pretty much the guy there that um, that could, could stick around for a while. Um, he's been playing probably the best of anyone on the offensive line. Um maybe even better than Elton Jenkins. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Elton Jenkins has had a bad game or two, I know of. Um, but, so Jordan Love um, talked about that Bears game that had everyone's hopes up. Um, outside of that, he hasn't been very good really up until this game. And uh, I don't know. I th- I know of plenty of non-Packers fans that were out on Jordan Love pretty quickly after that. Um, but with all else going wrong, I mean, can't I don't think you can put all the blame on Love. Um, do you think? Who do you think the blame is? Maybe on the most. Um, uh, it could be Matt Lafleur, the receivers. Offensive line, Jordan Love. There's a lot of factors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. That's a tough one. I don't know if they can really put a finger on the biggest one. Really. Yeah. That's... I, mean, I, know that's a, I know that's a scapegoat answer, but I think they all kind of mesh together. That's how yeah. offenses work. Yeah, I mean, I actually don't really have an answer to my own question there. So, uh, I think, yeah, I think it just, it's, 
a little bit to each one, but I think I'm not sure if any of them are really huge, huge issues other than maybe uh, Joe Barry. Um, I think like all of them can be fixed over time. What do you think of Matt LaFleur? Do you think he's on the hot seat at all? Uh, no, no, and maybe, you know, turned up a couple of degrees. Okay, yeah. Um, but definitely not in the hot seat for sure. Yeah, I I think they knew. I think they knew, they had a better idea coming in of what this season was going to be like than any of us did. Yeah, I mean, Matt Lafleur said several times. He said several times that. You got to be patient with with Jordan Love, and I I know some people, some NFL an, analysts. I know uh, Colin Cowherd is one. He said consistently. He keeps saying uh, Matt Lafleur said that we gotta be patient. Like he's over there saying that Matt Lafleur knows that Jordan Love isn't the real deal just because he's saying you got to be patient with him. And he's been in the league. Jordan Love's been in the league for three years behind Rodgers. But playing experience is the main thing, I think. And and then, well, everyone wants to say, well, Mahomes only had one year behind Alex Smith. But you're comparing it there again. He had experienced weapons, an experienced offensive line. He had some experience at those positions to help him out. Yeah. And comparing anyone to Mahomes right now is ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to add. Uh, I don't, I don't think Jordan Love is Patrick Mahomes, even uh, no matter what he has for weapons. I mean, I think Jordan Love can be a really good quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to be Patrick Mahomes, though. I mean, I'm, I'm not denying that he could potentially have that potential. Definitely yeah. a long ways from it right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, guess we have he did have but, a really nice sidearm throw last last week, so that's kinda like Patrick Mahomes, I guess. Now he just has to learn to throw behind the back and with his left hand and stuff. <laughs> I'd be happy if you could just learn to throw the deep ball straight on. <laughs> yeah. Some of those people have hurt. That was kind of his thing coming out of college was deep balls, his kind of deal. And he just hasn't shown a lot of accuracy for it so far. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had high faith in him coming in. Um, I've been damping it a little bit. I'd be lying if I said no. Um, but you know, if if you um want to compare, you know, to what because Roger sat three years and they're saying, oh, Rogers looked better than this after after so many games in his first year starting. Rogers also had Donald Driver, uh, like twelve year vet at that point, something like that. Maybe not quite ten year vet anyway. Yeah. Jennings was in Jennings was in his third year. 
They had a veteran offensive line. Clifton Tosher was there. Um, they had some veteran, not, you know, blow your top off tight ends, but, you know, like they had Donald Lee and some other guys, some veteran tight ends that had known the ropes. He had a lot of experience to work off of it. Yeah. R Love has none of that. Yeah. I mean, his receivers all have two or less years of experience. Yep. Or in the second second year or less. Minus yeah. decided to go. Yeah. He's the only catcher that has outside of the running backs. He's not more than two years experience. Yeah, and, he's he's not really a pass catcher either. Yeah. He's not well right now he's not unfortunately not much of anything. Yeah. He's a third round pick. <laughs> well, it's time those third round picks get it turned around. Yeah, they got a third round pick in that Douglas trade. They better not blow that one. Well, that's gonna be a late third rounder too. Okay, so maybe it's close enough to the fourth that we'll be okay. <laughs> um, but you know, we got all that experience on the on, already on the team when he took over. Yeah. And I, I still think, and and Rogers too. This was that was that was pre two thousand eleven, which is when the they shifted all the um, how much training they could, how much uh, preseason uh, pre season. Okay, um, <laughs> training camp they could do. There we go. It was all that, so they had more training camp. And then Mike McCarthy used to run a quarterback school, and Rogers was a part of that. Yeah. Love, on the other hand, came in after 2011, limited training camp. He came in in COVID year where they had no preseason. He was a Ross prospect to begin with. I mean, I think I think we need to give him. We need to give him at least till the end of the next. Yeah, I was a little bit I'm a little bit concerned about after this year. I hope the Packers don't go, you know, just go out and try to draft a quarterback high to replace him right away or anything. Um as bad as their team is doing, it's very possible that they could, you know, have a high draft pick and and try to go after uh someone like uh Caleb Williams or Drake May. Now, I don't think the draft pick is going to be that high, so I don't uh, really expect that to happen. But, I mean, they could go still pretty high for a quarterback, like try to draft from the first round. I really hope that doesn't happen because I think we got to give Jordan Love uh, more time than that. Um, and it, it looks like we lost Robin here. So I guess I will finish out the show without him. Um, but, yeah. Just talking about Jordan Love, I think the key thing, key takeaway is uh, kind of how what Robin was saying as well. So we just got to be patient with him. He doesn't uh, have as much, uh, as many weapons 
um, or any of that stuff now. I realize uh, some people that, you know, will hate on Jordan Love will say, well, just look at C.J. Stroud over there in Houston. You know, he's making it happen. To be fair, uh, that receiver room, while it is fairly young, uh, he does have a veteran offensive line, a pretty good one when they're all healthy. Um, he has... Um, he does have a rookie receiver in Tank Dell, who's very talented, but they do have seasoned veteran Robert Woods, Noah Brown in the room. Nico Collins has been around, I believe this is his third year now, uh, in the league, and that's that's better than Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. That's still more experienced than any of them. And I think year three maybe is the big the time for the leap, depending on how good your quarterback is. And... Uh, so yeah, I think uh, it's way too early to judge Jordan Love. Obviously, you'd like to see improvement. I think we saw that a little bit last week with the Rams game. Now they have to play the Steelers, and um, that's going to be tough, you know. Uh, the offensive line, you know, can they keep it up protecting Jordan Love? You know, you got T.J. Watt uh, rushing the passer, one of the best in the league, um, in doing that, and he's a game wrecker for sure. But uh, I think. Uh, this game's a good, another good test for the Packers. Really, any game is, and it should be interesting to see if the Packers can um, compete with the Steelers, make it at least a close game, and con- continue to show strides, um, especially on offense, trying to improve in that area. So, um, definitely um, a long way to go. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I think hopefully by the end of the year you can start to get an idea of what Jordan Love's going to be, and the fact that he's under contract next year means that the Packers should give him another chance next year to be the starter. If he doesn't have it after next year, then I think maybe there is a problem, but uh, until then, I think you just got to roll with him and see what happens. Now, uh, throughout this episode, I have forgotten to mention, up until this point, we have talked a little bit about the Douglas trade. In case you have not heard, Russell Douglas was traded uh, by the Packers to the Bills. Uh, He was sent along with a fifth-round pick um, for next year, 2024 fifth-rounder. The Packers received a 2024 third-rounder in return. Now, I kind of have mixed feelings about this. At first, I was like, I really don't want this to happen. It happened before the Rams game. In fact, I think it might have happened like Tuesday, like right after I recorded the show. Um, But um, it was definitely before the Rams game. And I had kind of mixed feelings about it because, you know, Russell Douglas, he's a good vet. Um, Corner Stokes is on IR right now. Um... You have, um, you know, Packers aren't totally out of the picture yet. I'm not sure. Maybe you shouldn't be going full rebuild. Carrington Valentine in limited regular season work. While he looked good in preseason training camp, did not look great in the regular season, even against, like, the Denver Broncos. Uh, hasn't, didn't hold up quite, quite, you know, all that great. And he is a seventh-round rookie, so we give him grace and uh, let Russell Douglas start. But now... He's thrust into a starting role no matter what, and uh, but uh, after this game, I feel so much better. Carrington Valentine, I think he's gonna have his ups and downs, especially since he's a really aggressive player like that. He'll give up some big plays here and there. But Valentine is 
a big time player and he does have some pretty elite speed legit speed uh, for especially for a seventh round rookie and that can help cover up you know some of his mistakes maybe so I'm excited to see um, where all this goes here with Valentine you know getting getting some work now but we'll see what happens um, so that's kind of my reactions to that I'm okay with it um, Russell Douglas didn't really want to leave, I don't think, but, you know, it's part of the business, it's just going to happen sometimes, and I think I'm okay with it at this point. So, um, I guess that will be all for today, it's a jam-packed show, two different guests on the show at two different times, and didn't get to completely finish the discussion with Robin about Jordan Love, but I think you get the gist of it, and uh, patience is key. Um, in this, in this for sure. Um, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, rate the show on Spotify as well. Send in a voice message anytime you have a question or want to give us a topic to discuss. Um, and of course you can, uh, follow the show on, um, whatever platform you listen to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, um... On Spotify, there we do post Q&As and polls every single week, so be sure to check those out as well. That is all for today. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Go Pack Go!